go. Unfortunately, perfect. I just hit record, so I'm gonna have to get have have to make Rob do that take all over again. But uh, <laughs> let me do it again. The, Perfectly let, let natural. Post. Just do it again. You can t you can title this video "Snare Bears Tell Everyone How the Meta Should Be." No. Okay. Oh wait! Before we get started, can I just get like everyone to quickly say their name very quickly so I have that for the recording? Uh, Hi, my I'll... name's my name's Eric. Uh, I'm White Blade. Played a bunch of Netrunner, won some tournaments. Mostly focused on competitive play. I exclusively play standard. Yeah, Patrick Rotom Appliance also play standard. Also competitive play. Played a few games. Uh, Rob Gronkaff, I um, I balance the standard format that these guys claim to play. <laughs> That's really good. Rotation uh, comes uh, every year and a half now, it feels like. But uh, with the release of Midnight Sun, uh, we're going to have a set rotation again which means that um, the big box expansion Order in Chaos and the expansion, um, all of the sets, um, all the card expansions from the one bad cycle are going to rotate. We net lose cards, right? Because there's 120 unique cards in Mumbad, and there's... 55 60, in Order in Chaos. 50, yeah, 55 in Order in Chaos. So that means, and there's, there's only like, how many, is this like what, like 70? There's like 60 in Midnight Sun alone? Yeah, there's 65 in Midnight Sun. So we're losing 100 and, according, on this beautiful spreadsheet that Analyze Chris made, uh, we're because Mumbad Cycle has the like limit 6 per deck, so we only got 114 cards in that cycle. FFG really saving themselves from having to do hard design work. That's um, funny. <laughs> so we're losing just shy of 170, and we're getting 65 cards in. Yeah. So, um, okay, so we're going to talk about rotation and some of the cards that leave, um, what archetypes are going to miss them. Uh, well, wait, sorry, as a transition, though, I think it is important to note that so we're, we're net minus 104 cards, but probably 70 of those are unplayable. Yeah, when we go through this list, the number that just do not do anything is anything. amazingly high. I think that's actually really important to note, Rob. Yeah, the average power level of a Nisei, like, Nisei cards, it's like, you know, maybe in a given faction, like, five of the cards have a spot and, like, two of them don't have a spot, and it's, like, flipped. Do you guys want to start with ordering Chaos and then we can look at the Mumbad stuff? Yeah. Okay, sure. so the big, let's just, let's just look at Wayland ordering Chaos. So I remember buying ordering Chaos uh, back way back when I'm, i remember i was in the safeway parking lot in my mom's car because we picked it up after work um i'm so i'm also like 16 in this story uh and like i remember looking through the box and just being like these cards are bad like the cards <laughs> yeah. in order and chaos for wayland are fucking bad especially because it's like there was an understanding that like in honor and profit there was an understanding that criminal was going to get cards that were weird because Andy was busted, right? Like, there was just like, oh, Crim's gonna get all this weird stuff because Crim's really good and doesn't need the help. And Crim then, has Andy, Desperado, and Account Siphon. It doesn't need anything else. Exactly. Yeah. And then I think that happened with Honor and Profit. Like, they got a bunch of weird stuff. It was good. And then uh, 
we get to Onem Chaos, and, and Wayland, historically at this point, is just bad. Like, it just hasn't been good since the core set, basically. It's the joke, it's a laughing stock. And uh, they were like, okay, we're going to go all in on Advanceable Ice as a theme. And, like, it's funny because for people who play now, it's like Advanceable Ice is good because of Akat and, like, Pravados and, like, all these other triggers or whatever. But, like, way back when, Advanceable Ice was awful. And it, these, <laughs> so many of these cards in Order and Chaos are just, like, unplayably bad for Wayland. Order and Chaos really does feel like FFG planting their flag on, like, one of the Corp factions is never going to get any better. Yeah. It's it's sort of like, they're like, oh yeah, Wayland's the meme faction. Like, it's the faction for memes. Because, um... Like, looking at this, like, the big three rotations out of Orn Chaos for me are the three IDs. Yeah. Um. So, Argus, Security, Gagarin, and uh, Titan all rotate out of the game. Titan's been banned. Yeah. Um, but Gagarin it's such a... was banned for a long time. And then Argus, I think Argus has been, like, somewhere, but like, around tier two-ish forever, basically. Argus is the best fair ID in the game. Yeah, I think it's like really good at exploiting decks that don't have like a coherent game plan. That sounds so rude, but it's true. It's just sort of like econ hardening news just like gets like gets a lot of decks. It's like just sort of like doodle around, don't do anything. And it's had like placements at tournaments and worlds for like basically ever since HPT um, high profile target came out. Um, I think it the big like it, was, it was tier one, wasn't it for? sort of a certain period it hasn't been for a little while but yeah, like, like 2019 or something yeah, it was 2019 it was it was quite good, it was good and then it's been it's a good core yeah now it's been yeah. sort of not not great but and it it's, it's not... funny how all three of these were terrible when they came out and they've all had their time in the sun since i i think the biggest loss here in the wayland cards is actually Gagarin in deep space because yeah. Um, you can sort of play the Argus game plan out of Outfit, and you can sort of play the Titan game plan out of Jemison, or out of Built to Last. Like, it's a lot worse, but, like, you can still do the Fast Advance thing. You still have the cards in the faction. The Gagarin thing is, like, Wayland Acid Spam has been a thing for a while, and there are some powerful assets in this set, and so there's this question of, like, okay, is there going to be an Acid Spam deck in Wayland? And I think it's hard without the Gagarin ID ability. Um, just because, like, if all your cards can be trash, like, access and trash with no penalty, like, they'll just run and trash all your things. Like, a good player will just run and trash everything you install. Um, and the only thing you really have to back it up is a threat as hard as it is. So... so there's also the fact that, like, runner, runner asset tech um, is really good right now and flexible enough that, like, like Miss Bones is good at trashing upgrades in remote servers as well as uh, all your assets if you happen to be an asset spam deck. So there's not much deck building. Like there, there isn't much of a trade off to putting a couple of asset spam tech cards in your runner decks. Yeah. Um. Ultimately, I think that these cards rotating Wayland is like fine. Like Wayland as a faction is like this is okay. They're not really hurt that much by it. They don't lose much. They lose Gagarin, I think, but like. I'm just looking for these cards. There's nothing else here that like we really. Oh, think what are you talking about, Eric? High risk investment. 
Meta dividing, man. Hey, Orion, take, two, you know, two I will say, Ob, Ob would love Marky Ale. Um, <laughs> like, he would legit see Marky Ale played again. Um, Mark, Marky Ale, remember, is an asset, not an upgrade. Yeah, but it right. can Rashida. I'm just saying for tutoring Rashida. Uh, okay. It's like, yeah, and then it's just like, oh, the Constellation Ice was a really neat idea. Well, it was a fun idea. I had fun games against them, but they were never good. Uh, and that's basically yeah. like all that they got was like these cards, these really bad cards. Housekeeping, I remember seeing play because I was a Shaver player. It was the end of the world every time. But then like yeah. it was never relevant because you could play other decks that were good. Um, and like Traffic Accident okay. was okay outside of Wayland. CVS was okay basically always outside of Wayland. So then we have ordering chaos for anarch so i think alternatively um like if we want to look at the set historically i think anarch is really the start of like the faction starts to shape up it starts to gain an identity besides oh we're the faction that just plays liberated and sometimes splashes account siphon um where it's like now they got a lot of tools they have identity so this is the set that um ed kim Max and Val have all seen some like Ed Kim I would argue less, but Max and Val have basically been like central pillars of the uh, Yeah, yeah, exactly. The centerpiece IDs. Um uh, I've had worse has been in a three of an every Anarch deck since the set came out. Um and then in, there's a bunch more um specific stuff. So there's day job, which was like an econ piece played in like a variety of different Anarch strategies. It's also been splashed at one influence. Um, Want and Destruction, which is this kind of a soft reprint of Want and Destruction in the form of Chachushka. It's like different, but it's the same idea of like HQ pressure. Um, we also lose um, the Cutlery, which is Fork, Knife, Spoon, and Eater. So in my view, a big deal because it's um, it's like, it hasn't been good recently, but like at different points in the game's history, it's been like a pretty potent Ice Destruction suite. Um, and then a bunch of like sort of cards that haven't seen mainline competitive play. Um, Hive Mind recently with the Hive Mind Max has yeah, been. Eater. Uh, yeah, we also passed over Eater there, which um, like is Oh, Eric said now, Eater. But... He just ate his oh, words. Okay. Sorry, okay. sorry. Eater. <laughs> Eater. Um, yeah, the thing is interesting about Eater. Eater is good with the, the knife, fork, spoon, but also like, you know, you we would have been able to use Eater to land Shushushka in this set but i don't think either i don't think either was is good was, with the cutlery a, maybe it was at some point either's just good with apoc it was it was good with yeah, apoc and good, good with account siphon was the other big yeah. card that you would do like totally. that was a long time was the it wasn't quite the anatomy of an anarch dex but like those like keyhole siphon type stuff it was keyhole siphon was just it was like, good in that at some point yeah yeah I, I think it's interesting because looking at these cards it's like oh Anarch loses a lot, but they've really actually gotten reprints in, uh, like, essentially, like, reprints in, in Midnight Sun. So, normally, if we were missing I've Had Worse or um, Want Destruction, I'd be like, those are big misses. But Shushushka is kind of the same thing, a bit different. I think it's a lot worse than um, Want Destruction outside of the decks, uh, the, the Sabotage deck. Yeah. I've Had Worse is a big miss, but we have Steel Skin Scarring now, which is, like, comparable... It's a uh, weird it's side grade. To, to yeah. Yeah. So this the, the the only way it's not a side grade is that like, I guess. 
does does it, not drawing three cards on damage matter? I guess it doesn't too much at the moment because we switched to boom. Like at the time, I've had worse, and traffic accident like was some relevant interactions. But like now, it everyone just does like in all of the damage in one chunk or like you live. So. I, the um, only difference we're also I, I think it was just stuffed scorch kill at the time. That was a big thing. It, it just fucking ruined yeah. Sea Scorch as a strategy. Yeah. We're we're in the timeline where uh where anarchs are playing um moshing unironically. Yeah. So <laughs> I think Steel Skin is like, you know, it's not really a side grade. It's definitely not an upgrade, but it's it's doing something different in a lot yeah. of decks. I think my uh. takeaway on the Anarch Order and Chaos stuff is like the IDs are losing the IDs are pretty bad. Losing Max is pretty, like you play Max in this in this new meta. Like Max, big yeah, Max, Max is like one of the best decks. Yeah, Max is really really good. Val has not been good recently, but is like a, still a solid ID. Mining Accident is still in the pool. Um, yeah. I think they got reprints where they needed to, and then like they just lost a bunch of their weird stuff. Eater yeah. is a big loss, but like I think they're gonna be fine. I, I have yeah. a soft spot for Vigil because of you know limited formats. Uh, Vigil's great. And yeah. just, you know, establishing that a console that gives you one yeah. MU and a medium ability costs two to install. Yeah. I guess it's worth yeah. just wondering whether these virus decks are still going to be viable without Hivemind and Progenitor, whether we're going to see that played I, out I, of, I don't know, I Lou that, or some other ID. Just, I think that, like, the Hivemind Max deck just disappears completely. Like, it's so dependent on everything coming together i think mm, probably we'll possibly. I, we might see free like i could see a world potentially where freedom could come back again but I, like that's a different deck, that's a, yeah that's a turtle deck that's like a, a freedom engine deck rather than a like this hive mind fermenter tranquilizer kind of i i think the, the thing, thing is all of the like virus decks aren't using the cards from the set like i mean like when i yeah. think of virus like i'm thinking okay we're playing like knob Curry, like consume yeah. imp mm. or whatever and like none of those cards are in this set i i think the big takeaway is actually is that like hive mind being gone just essentially kills a tier two runner archetype completely because the whole conceit of that deck is that you're using hive mind plus conduit as a late game inevitability engine and now you just can't do that anymore uh let's talk about the neutral corp cards that are rotating uh Ugh. from uh ordering chaos so it's not much to talk about here it's sub boost dedication technician team cyberdex virus suite um uh, sub boost dedication technician team is like they're unplayable I've... always have been um, no relevant game text yeah and then cyberdex got a reprint in uh midnight sun under uh Mavirus. Mavirus. <laughs> Mavirus. <laughs> is it it's not actually called Mavirus, is it <laughs> yeah, it's my virus. My virus. Okay, uh, so I will say that that is maybe the worst decision DSA has ever made. Um, <laughs> uh, I think the like I think it's fine. It's going to be in the game, so it costs an influence for everyone except Jinteki, which I think is going to make Corp decks broadly slightly worse. But I think it will be fine, and like people will find the slots. Probably a downgrade. I mean, yeah. I just think broadly, like there's this question. I think the question of like how uh, Mavrius will fit in is separate from the rotation question. I guess it's just like, this effect is still in the game. Yeah. It's accessible, and so like it's not that big a loss on rotation. Yeah, yeah. The, nothing, nothing of value is lost here. 
We oh, on the N- runner's side, the, we lose. Nisei, Nisei already soft rotated uninstall by changing the console rule. <laughs> uh, we also had we got rejig, so like uninstall looks even sillier now. God damn it! Uh, and then folding, there's data folding, which I think was so like sunny, right? It's I a think prison sunny- card. It doesn't matter if it's sunny or <laughs> anyone. It's a prison card coming in uh, hot, Rob. <laughs> I just think that the sunny players, all four of them. Actually, well, this is actually a big deal because you already lost Underworld Contacts, right? Um, so now you can only drip three with Rizeki instead of drip six, which I know, like, oh, we all hate prison decks. But, like, that's a big deal, especially because if you think the meta is going to be slower, Sunny's a good call. Um, so, yeah, that, I think data folding, losing data folding is a big hit for that deck, actually. But I think if you think the meta is going to be slower, play a faster deck. Yeah, but there I mean there are those people that just want to play Sunny every time. So like this does suck for them, for sure. Yeah, um, no no no, I get that. Okay. I think we're good to start talking about the actual moments. I think the takeaway in order and chaos is it'll it's fine. It's actually not gonna be missed yeah, that much because ba- basically they've been, ev- been targeted reprints. Basically, the biggest losses are going to be the IDs. Those did not get, like, direct reprints. Everything else from those boxes either was not seeing a lot of play or got saved. And I think that, like, there is something to be said for, you know, people who wanted to build their, like, vehicles theme decks, losing Kianju PT and stuff. Um, And I think that's what we just said. The the boat's a vehicle. There is a new vehicle, you're right. Um, okay, so let's talk about HB, um, let's talk about Mumbad, what Mumbad loses in HB, uh, sorry, what HB loses in Mumbad rotation. Um, so this is the big three, I'll just say, everyone can, like, get your tissues ready, because we're all gonna weep tears. So we lose <laughs> Lakshmi Smart Fabrics, Advanced Assembly Lines, and Jeeves Model Biroids. Yeah. Oh. This is like... Eric, as, sorry, as... which one of those was Voting Machine Initiative? <laughs> and voting machine initiative, which uh, voting machine initiative is a bit player in in like a tier two mirror morph deck. So like, like another you know, prison card, another prison card rotates. Uh, actually, voting actually, we miss, lateral growth is also relevant too. Uh, not like yeah, super yeah, relevant at the moment. In sports. But... <laughs> Brainstorm being like uh, rotating. I don't think it was the most competitive card. It's just like this was sort of like a weird win con. Um, yeah. And so it's just like out of the game. It's just something to know because like there were decks, like the people were winning games and doing well in tournaments with decks that just like Heinlein served your brainstorm or like ganked them into the brainstorm or like whatever. And now you just can't do that. I don't think it's a super big miss. It's just like worth noting that that's out of the card pool and you don't have to worry about it. Um, yeah, but or... losing... So this, like, it's interesting because I think one of the big takeaways we're going to have doing this is like we just lose a lot of good assets. From yeah. Mumbat, because yes. Mumbat was the asset cycle, and yeah. Jeeves is just like been I, fundamental to so many different corp decks forever now. Yeah, the, like Jeeves going, I feel like is like, and and us not seeing anything that directly replaces Jeeves, like the game is just going to look different without Jeeves being available in the card pool. Um, yeah, like, we might see more seamless launch trying to replicate the effect. I think also like it's important to note that Jeeves was an alliance card, right? So like you were play- you were seeing it splashed in like CTM, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that CTM and like 
and HB and Gagarin. Get extra clicks. Yeah, like all those like like HB has a lot of ways. Like seamless, you can play seamless launch. You have other ways to generate those clicks. Jeeves like was an effect that like people were splashing for, and it was like the only like really way in faction that they were getting extra clicks, which is really busted. Yeah, no, it's it's you know like seamless Definitely. does. Seamless does one thing, which is help you score the four twos. But like often, you were trying to trigger Jeeves like three to four credits. times a game just to like yeah. get get extra credits, get extra card installs. Sometimes even draw extra times. Like this card was like, I like you don't. I wasn't think once I was started thinking about rotation. It was like oh shit, like Jeeves is everywhere and is doing so much for the corpse. Yeah, even purging and then installing something. Yeah, exactly. I I think my takeaway on Jeeves is like essentially every go wide deck in the game has gotten slightly worse. Because every go wide deck in the game wanted this effect, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. like yeah. and so um I just think it's some of the like when people are like, oh like there'll be an asset deck after like like basically one of my theses one of my like theses for rotation is that assets decks aren't gonna work. Um and one of the contributing factors for this, I think, is the fact that Jeeves is rotated. And it's a big, it's a big power hit um, to the court factions. Yeah. And also, I think, like important, fa important assets from every faction are rotating, as well as important, uh, you know, like the neutral assets. Yeah. Um, Latch, yeah. So, advanced assembly lines is one of those cards. That's, it's really good. It's been played in PD recently, but it's been played historically. It was played in Asa. Uh, it's like. It's Matthew's favorite alternative win con. I don't know. So, like, this, this is really interesting. I was thinking about this, and I kind of want you guys' thoughts on this. How bad is it for HB that Advanced Assembly Lines rotates? Because, to me, it always has seemed like one of those cards that's, like, good. It's really good, but, like, it's not necessary. Like, it's just, like, sort of icing on the cake to me, it feels like, a lot of the time. Um, yeah. I, but, like, I, I unlike, think... unlike Jeeves, where it's, like, Jeeves is, like, oh, this is, like, fundamental. Yeah, I think Advanced Assembly Lines, like, it is slightly better than just a marginal econ card, but it is pretty close to a marginal econ card in a lot of cases. Um, Lateral growth is like a C-, minus, but AAL has the potential to be a B+. Plus. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like, you're not going to just cut your... You're not just going to replace your... Well, you can't replace them with Lateral Growth. But, like, if you... You were not going to just replace your Advanced Assembly Lines no. with Lateral Growth if you could. I mean, I think PD misses this more than... I think Acer, you can yeah. get by without it. You can play other good assets. I think PD has an immediate question, doesn't it? Like, what do you put instead of this? Because you, yeah. can't double, because the, you wanted to double dip on the... Uh... Yeah, and none of the options are really ideal, as far as I can tell. Uh, NEH so... would also... Like, again, yeah, NEH yeah. that's trying to get Jeeves' influence... Uh, would off Earth, Earth, yeah, could you get the Nero yeah. Hub trigger on both turns? Yeah, true. Um, and then, and then the other sort of like the other big one is Lakshmi Smart Fabrics. This hasn't been good recently, um, but it's been good historically, and it's just a win condition that's rotating, right? Because yeah, you have a bunch. Of, this is a way for you. This is a way for HB decks to like, oh, you raise a bunch of assets. You have the counters. They can't steal the agendas, and then you like fast advance out or like push in the remote or something. And yeah, now like history, historically, historically, I, I... go ahead. Sorry. No, I was. You can go, Rob. It's fine. Oh, okay. So. I originally called it an alternative win condition, but I realized that it, 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 I think it's more accurate to call it an alternative to a win condition. Um, sure. For, for like wide HB decks that um, that want to figure out how to leverage a board state into a win without actually having like a way to end the game. 
Yeah, I, I was I just, think, my, yeah. my point was basically following that. It's like, oh, when you're looking at, like, wide, uh, like, CTM or Gagarin, and, like, the other, like, classical wide decks in the game, like, those basically rely on the, I'm going to use assets to generate an econ lead, which then I can convert into tags and a kill or some other way to convert tags into a win. Um, and so, like, that's how you leverage all this asset board state to make you get you ahead and turn it into a win. HB can't do that very easily, and so Lakshmi was sort of their, their the I wouldn't say the cornerstone, but like an option for them on how to turn these like economically ahead board states into a close kind of thing. I think Big Deal, although it obviously does something quite different to Lakshmi, kind of fits in as a you know a closer, a, a win con that allows you to leverage uh, a board yeah. state into yeah. a win. Yeah, it feels yeah. like it's in that same spot of like, okay, so like I have all these like I have like a massive economy lead and a board state lead, but like I need the win, and then like actually like it's like oh well like they can't steal your agendas now, and then big deals like what if I just scored my agendas? <laughs> um, I think that the types of decks like for example like I think the deck the ace deck that was like on big deal is different than the ace deck that's trying to leverage smart fabrics, but it's the same like actual idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about. I think my takeaway on HB is they lose a lot of cards. Um, they lose, lose a lot of asset cards. PD loses a lot of power, but mostly like it's like everyone feels the lot loss of Jeeves. Yeah, Jeeves Jeeves is a loss felt across many many factions. I guess it's worth briefly worth saying they do not lose Magnet, even though Magnet is here. That would yeah, have been a significant Ravana. loss. Yeah. 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 Also, Clone Suffrage movement is worth calling out. It's been banned forever. Probably. Oh yeah. Most. Players who have joined during the Nisei era don't know what it does, um, but it's uh, an important, you know, an important busted combo piece that we now don't have to design around. Okay. Um, let's talk about uh, NBN. Uh, <clears throat> so, a couple, uh, so we lose Sensei Actors Union, which doesn't really matter because that card's been banned. It was probably never going to come off the ban list. Um, I think the two big ones in NBN is you lose um, Exchange of Information and uh, you lose uh, Selenium's Hospitality as uh, the sort of two big pieces I see. Um, so Exchange of Information is a big one. Um, it's sort of like, it's really the premier NBN tag punishment that isn't kill, I would argue, besides Psycho. Um, and it's just like one of those cards that like, um, it's like a win condition. You build your entire deck around exchange of information, right? Like you construct your agenda yeah. suite in such a way to take advantage of this card. And um, there's sort of like people have been saying that like backroom machinations is like the same thing. I don't think anyone's don't... quite been saying it's the same thing. I think they've been saying no, it's no, no, a no, near not... but like weaker like same... version. I... Yeah, but like I just think that backroom machinations is like at least 10 times worse than exchange in reality is backroom the one that the the new card yeah, yeah the it's, one that it's you, the you yeah. spend a tank to get spend tanks to get agenda points so that is capped at a single agenda point swing right yes yeah. but eoi if you're exchanging a food for a 15 minutes is a four agenda point swing yeah um, I think EOI is the single most impactful rotation in, that we're looking at today. You think it's more than Jeeves? Yes. That's mm -hmm. so interesting. Because Why it's an you... entire art. 
because it's an entire archetype. Like asset decks can exist without Jeeves. Some of them have in the past, like there are plenty of Gagarin builds that aren't running Jeeves. Um, but EOI decks are a deck that runners need to have a game plan for that now they just never need to again. Sure. Well, it's you have to leverage it. You have to do psycho. You have to let, you have to like you just like can't do this thing of like oh I'm gonna public trail like land you one tag do something like one one tag now just kind of isn't that great. Like what do you do on like like yeah what do you do if the runner has one tag now? Crash their console. Very little, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's. Just, I mean, like it, it yeah. has to be it has to be two to three tags because like you can't close their accounts. Yeah. Yep. You can't uh you can't exchange their information. Um, so it's just like, okay, I guess we're like, we have to have two or three tags so we can market forces them or we can psycho, you know, like it's tough. Yeah. Um, the other card I will shout out, it's never actually been good, but people have always wanted this card to be good, which is Navi Mumbai city grid. And like, it's a little bit sad cause this card would actually stuff the, uh, endurance. Uh, so maybe it will finally have its <laughs> oh. time to shine. <laughs> That's that is so very good. sad, isn't it? <laughs> oh. I also think Salem's Hospitality is a good shout, just because it's um, it's one of those cards that is it's not been good recently. It's just a really powerful effect. It's been an important um, tech card in a lot of decks. Yeah, a lot and, of it's, and the, yeah, it's like sort of like one of those things that's like as knowledge about the opponent's deck goes up and the player skills goes up, it's like called shots with Salem's. I mean, like. I remember, like, it wasn't, like, a year a year ago, people were playing, like, Salem's, I think, in, like, um, GameNet or whatever, just to call APOC. Yep. Yeah. And it was sick. Um, so, yeah, I think, it, as a whole, uh, we're going to get to this because I think NBN loses a lot of other... It's really interesting because CTM loses a lot of other pieces. Like, I think CTM's kind of the dead on arrival for this set, personally. The modernized? Um, <laughs> maybe um but uh exchange like they so they lose that and then also like they this like Ismari six like qpm deck they lose exchange information which is the way you won the game so i think there's kind of this question of like man if we're nbn like what are we like what's the what's the like how are we gonna win games it may be something providosed i think that's not in the scope of this video but it's just like yeah they have to figure the old stuff is not gonna work is my view Pretty much there is no pre-existing NBN archetype that you just can play on day one and say, oh, I got a new card. Yeah. is slightly relevant, isn't it? That was an NBN, a CTM archetype that, well, that they also can't do anymore. Yep. No, it's, it's rough. Uh, I will shout out very quickly, Puppet Master Rotates. Uh, I do kind of want to see the Ooh. Puppet Master Provdivos deck. Um, oh, but... no. <laughs> Halagoda Real TV rotates. That card is, yeah. does nothing but generate salt. I've never seen that in a. Oh, yeah, it was played in, uh, what was it, Scorpius, just to trash yeah. something off their deck and try and get lucky. Or, or, the, well, the, or the barriers, or the breakers, right? Yeah. Like, I'm just are imagining playing this. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, Are You Bada Tech is another prison card that rotates. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also it says the to CPM, you have even less stuff you can try and do. The the like, full immersion Rex Studio, technically with like Trieste model Byroids, would be a funny deck. Um, mm, but mm. anyway, let's talk. Let's go. Keep going on to more relevant meta cards. 
Did you want to yeah, do Wayland next or Jinteki next? Jinteki. Um, right. Let's just talk about Jinteki. Um, I think there are sort of three big cards out of Jinteki. Um, Polana, Bioethics Association, and uh, Political Dealings. So let's just talk about Polana first. Um, Rotom, because you're from the UK, would you like to explain pa Panic Polana? Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. I guess it's just um, it's a deck you play when you don't know what to play for a tournament, so you're just panicking, and you just pick up Polana because it's always going to be at least okay. That's panic Polana. Um, in, in this case, it does refer to playing Polana as like just a straight glacier rather than grinder Polana. Oh yeah, it's a it's a scoring yeah. deck, sort of rushy glacier. And do you with Polana rotated? What do you think the next panic deck will be? Oh, Panic PD. How about Panic yeah. PD? Panic PD, God, he, he doesn't miss. <laughs> so good. Um, I think Polana. It's bad. It's rough. Jutaki's been in a rough spot for a while, and uh, it's kind of like you know, like kicking someone while they're down. Is how I think about Polana rotating. Um, it's hard to say because at the time of the recording, we haven't seen a lot of the Jinteki cards from this set. Um, we know that based on like what Juna said in the Shadownet episode, that like it's gonna be focused more on like kill and like fucked up shit. I don't know what that means, but like broadly, um, I think in terms of like the card, we've seen anemones from the set. We haven't seen really anything. <sighs> one thing, one thing we know for sure is that. With MT band and the current card pool, um, uh, Jinteki IDs are just at a major power level disadvantage compared to other IDs. What can you factions. play? What can what, what's what's even legal to play? Well, it's so like, Ag Infusion is kind of if you're trying to play a slow scoring deck that people are gonna mess up against because they forget what your ability does. Ag Infusion is there. Um, otherwise, I guess. What's it? The, the bad Polana restoring humanity, which is a smaller deck. You can try and yep. play something rushy out of that. I don't really believe in it. But... Does the Jinteki agenda suite allow you to take advantage of the smaller deck size the way, say, in Asmari, you used to be able to with SSL? You can play, uh, might send be the able to with like send the message, oboe, and then it like seem find, amazing. You're giving find up a on one pointer somewhere as well. Exactly, yeah. I, so anyway, I don't think a 40-card Gentech EID is as powerful as a 40-card NBN ID or, or yeah. um, you know, yeah. PD, for example. I, I also think, like, when I think about Polana, like, I think conceptually about the factions and how they make money. I look at Wayland, I'm like, okay, in Wayland, you have, like, Too Big to Fail, which is, like, a really busted econ card. Um, you have, like, Wall to Wall, and, like, you have just, like, cheap cards. In NBN, you have Daily Quest. Right, and you also have like the CTM asset thing, which is whatever. But you have daily quests, which is like a pretty solid econ card. And then in HB, you have just like the campaigns, and then also like Twinkly Grid, and like all these aggressive cards. And, and the ability to score at... out at very low credit totals. Exactly, like seamless launch. And so when I look at Jinteki, I'm like, how does this faction make money? <laughs> it's yeah. Celebrity Gift, and what's the five cost operation from uh, uh, Hansa? Hansa say it. Yeah, Hansei Review. Hansei Review. So Hansei Review and Celebrity Gift. Um, you play regular, honestly, in some Jinteki Glaciers. <laughs> but that's tough, you know what I mean? Though, like, like yeah. I think that sort of belies the point, where it's like, um, 
you were playing Polana a lot of the time because you needed the money. And yeah. restoring humanity, I think, is your next best bet, but I don't think it's as strong as Polana. Although it's possible. So there's that new um, Joteki I think it's plus strength on archives, right? What's it called? Uh, yeah. I know Baphomet, what you mean. I, think, I forget the name. I, I want to call it its playtest name, but I'm not. Yeah, I know what you mean. No, no, no let's, uh, hold on. <laughs> we'll, let's just call it Neurokatana Crick style. So, uh, Bathnamus. Bathnamus. I think Bathnamus will make actually restoring humanity. Yeah, that's true. Markedly better. Um, I think having some sort of archives threat that like is meaningful and like Neural Katana for three on archives, I think is just actually good enough. Um, so I think that's something to watch out for. But I think, I think the if if Jinteki has two sort of main themes running through, which is Reg Glacier and Net Damage. Palana rotating is a big hit to the theme of Glacier, which is, I, I think it's just something to point out. And I think most Glacier decks are going to be in HB or NBN instead of in Palana, uh, instead of in Jinteki. Yeah, which yeah. is the case up till now as well, right? Well, People have not really been doing it in Jinteki. Yeah, in like the last year for sure, but like. Panic Palana was a thing even, like, in 2020, I want to say. Or I guess, like, pre-Gateway, it was a thing. So. Um, the other two ones are Bioethics Association Political Dealings. I mean, I think this is just... I think it's what Rob said, right? Like, everyone loses assets. Um, political Dealings uh, is one of those cards that is, like, it's a kind of a win condition. Like, Political Dealings, Flower Sermon, like, it gets around clot. Um, there was a point where Jinteki had more two threes in the format, so it was really good with the two threes. Um, also, political dealings hasn't really been playable since RP got banned. Yeah, yeah. or I well, quote unquote banned since it got moved out of system update. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I just think it's sort of like, and honestly, most political dealings political decks dealing also had Jeeves, like. Was... Oh, for sure. Um, and then Bioethics Association has not been good recently. Um, but like it's just a win it's just a way to win a game, right? It's like, oh, if you can keep these bioethics alive, you can just ping the runner down. That's another prison card that rotates. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, I, I just think it's sort of like it just this is I these cards weren't being played in Jinteki anyway because the faction is in a really rough spot. I just think yeah. it's worth noting that, like, okay, well, they lost win conditions. So it's like, it's kind of like pulling the rope up and like they're trying to climb out. You know what I mean? Like, they're, that's, they're trying, but like, they, you, if you just keep taking win conditions away, it's tough. I also yeah. want to and, shout and, out. And like, just for, for, I know we've said this in the recording already, but just like explicitly, like, we're recording this before basically we've seen any Jinteki cards in this next set. Um, but this will probably be published after more of those are out. But. Um, I also think voter intimidation is kind of a big deal. So here's my thesis on voter intimidation. Um, Caldera is a really good card. Voter intimidation was one of the only ways to trash Caldera and the runner could do nothing about it. Yeah, now um, you've got a splash retribution. Or wait, is it called retribution? What's no, the, no, no, no. What? no. Scape net? net? Oh, is it scape net? net? Yeah. But you have to have a money lead for scrape net. Now, it is a trace seven, but 
No, um, not scrape net. No, 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 no. You tag them with your snare and they don't trash it because they're a good player and they know that they don't need to respect any tag punishment out of Jinteki. Jinteki. And then and then you play retribution and which and, only targets programs and oh but you can just right. trash the Caldera but you just straight do it with the basic yeah, basic action the ability. <laughs> And they're a good player, so they kept the no, tag, no. so you could do that. Wheels, wheels within <laughs> but, wheels, my friends. <laughs> but SkateNet like, is the is the like closest you can do. Yeah, yeah. I just think I, it's like if we think about Junteki Grinder, like okay, I know people don't like Junteki Grinder. I like winning. I like winning tournaments, so I'm going to talk about Junteki Grinder. Um, one of the things that that deck needs is a is a is a if it becomes popular is a way to deal with Caldera. And historically, that has been to play voter intimidation, because you can just play a side game and like you can loop the voter intimidation with spin doctor, preemptive, and archive memories, and you just basically get into the cracks. And usually, they don't have a way to prevent the caldera from being trashed, so you just do that, and then the game gets a lot easier. Now, if they have a caldera, it's like okay, that's like you have to scrape net it, which is a lot worse, and you have to spend influence on it. So I think <laughs> voter intimidation actually makes grinder as an archetype in Junteki a little more fragile. Because you don't have a way to interact with Caldera. But what's yeah. interesting is that none of the latest uh, grinder lists have even bothered with um, with tech for Caldera because no one's playing Caldera. Because that's why I think that's because. So this is an interesting. I think it's an interesting thought. I broadly think that's because there aren't enough tournaments or enough big tournaments where people are incentivized to bring really good core decks like Grinder, and the archetype hasn't been explored. Because you could just play PD. And I think that in a more developed and mature meta where like people realize, oh, Grinder actually is better than PD or something. And so then people have to start bringing tech. Like you lose this piece of counter tech, which means I think it's harder for Grinder to sort of like reach a spot where it's tier one because it has actually really strong counters now. If that makes sense. And there's no doubt to me that this last meta that we're about to leave um, was very, very underexplored. I agree with that. I think I agree with that. Um, I think that, like, we're talking about like after the world's ban list update, like the 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 post world's ban list update where they unbanned. Yes. Sure. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I think that there wasn't any reason, like, there was just no incentives to explore. I and I think like like soccer two three four won U.S. Nats on Grinder, and I was like, yeah, that makes sense to me, um, just because the format's underexplored and like I think there's a I think also there's a map like. I was I'm guilty of this too. I think there's a like a certain amount of group think about PD and Big Max. Yeah, PD is completely bonkers. Um, but like the the Asmar EOI list, I don't I don't I think it was at best tier one point five. But if that's in the meta, it exactly. it pushes runners in a different direction. And yeah. you know, no exactly exactly. Um, okay, let's get talking about Wayland. Um, Do we have to? Yeah, we do have to. So they lose a couple of really important cards, actually. Uh, what? Uh, that's a great Zealous question. Ah, uh, yes, Zealous Judge is banned. CU okay. is not banned. Jeff, what were you saying? No, no, no. I was trying to remember Zealous Judge was banned. So, I was just saying, yeah. like, there's actually a lot of really important Wayland cards. There's like three really important Wayland cards yeah. at least. Three big hits are Commercial Bankers Group, Dedication Ceremony, and Consulting Visit. Yeah, correct. Um, Those are the ones. So bankers is 
like Rob said, everyone loses assets. I think, so this is good in Gagarin, but Gagarin rotates anyway. I think actually the person in standard who feels us the most is CTM. Yeah. CTM um, without a doubt. This is the best one of those. This is like argue. This is the best econ card in CTM, straight up. Um, it made you profit on the turn you resed it. They had to go and trash it. You could put it behind. You could put it on a Mumbad Red Shelter. Um, put it like. Um, I was about to say put it behind ice. I'm so dumb. Yeah, I heard that. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, it's just like it's just. It's the thing about bankers. Is you have to have a way to protect it. It's. I think. It's ironic because I don't think it's going to have massive meta implications beyond CTM, but it's a massive, like, it's a big blow for CTM because that deck already was is pretty poor. <laughs> and so it feels like a massive blow. Dedication Ceremony is a really interesting card. So it's been used as a fast events piece with a, a reconstruction contract. But also the reason why I think... Um, it's been, uh, it's like, so the meta implications is it has com it has combos with Ob, right? Where like, I, my understanding of how this works is reconstruction contract. You can trash it, and then you have to have a valid target for the advancement tokens to move, and then you can tutor a zero cost card, and then you can put the advancement tokens on the zero cost card that you tutor. Right. That's correct. And so, yeah. like. There's some like lines of like, oh, we can dedication ceremony, uh, a, like a, a reconstruction contract, and if they don't run and trash it, then we get to like tutor a clearing house, for example. Um, that seems way worse than just scoring agendas and winning the game, but I think that is a play. Sure. Yeah, the, the I also think I, the, the dedication the ceremony I... worked with City Works project, and like it was good yeah. for like those style of like punitive decks. Um, yeah, I think. Rikoko dedication summoning was also like a tier three combo deck played out of Asa. Um, it's just like a solid operation, and then consulting visit is a big hit um, for a lot of different corp decks. So it's, it was a um, an alliance card, which meant you could splash it at uh, no cost if you had three six influence of sorry six different Wayland cards in your deck. Sorry, not six different six Wayland cards in your deck. Period. Um, it's a really big deal because it allowed you to essentially play these like toolboxy style of corp decks where like you have like one of like tag punishment or like one of kill card and like you can play consulting visit and it's like any card in your deck. Um, you can't do that anymore, which means that like those decks either like decks that play like one of tech cards are going to become more inconsistent, like more inconsistent, or they're going to have to play more, which means they have to cut like econ or ice or something elsewhere. Um, so I think broadly it makes a lot of like decks that rely on operations, which are, like, historically kill decks, it makes them more inconsistent. Or, or EOI like decks. Yeah, or EOI decks. Like, this was, like, consulting because it was played in Asmari, very happily. Um, especially oh, yeah. because, like, the, the kill cards, like, booms, for example, like, counted towards your consulting visit count. Exactly. Um, I think out, outfits going to feel this a lot, I feel like, actually. Um, just the being outfits, able, like, so I've been seeing it. I haven't been building outfit lists, but the ones I see in the wild seem less and less to be on hard hitting. How do they win? I, I, they don't frequently. Yeah, that makes sense to me, dude. <laughs> Fast advance, uh, I guess. Something like that. Uh, Mumbad okay. City Hall rotates. Who wants to explain why Mumbad City Hall has been banned for the last four years? So it turns out that 
tutoring and installing a card from your deck is very powerful. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, brought to you by the Ob game. Just um, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, Mumbai City Hall has such a checkered history. Um, like there used to be the Heritage Committee ruling where like you could like you play you you click search for Heritage Committee like this is bef- like you okay historically a long long time ago when Dan Virginia was winning world championships and mammoths roamed the earth um you could spend a click to search for heritage committee and you would look at the top cards of your deck and decide oh do i actually want to like draw the play the heritage committee and draw these cards or not so you would ser- look and then decide the card you want to play and then you would play the heritage committee draw the cards and then shuffle and so they changed it they had to change the ruling so that the um Mombad City Hall would f- the shuffle would fire before you played the card because you would just like get incredible agenda control with Heritage Committee. You would essentially like never agenda flood out. Um, also, like you could use this to tutor three museums of history, which was like a thing because museums of history was not unique originally. By the way, um, mm-hmm. just like yeah, it's fucked. Um, yeah, I think that's we want to talk about the neutral Mumbai cards. Um, so Cyberdeck, uh, sorry, not Cyberdeck, Cyberdeck is Order Chaos. Uh, Corporate sales team. Okay, how good is this agenda in the world of Off-World Office? Um, not if very. PadTap, if PadTap didn't exist, I think that there's still an argument to be made for it, but, like, decks are so fast, you want the seven credits now more than you want mm-hmm. ten credits later. Yeah, that's how I feel about it, too. And then, um, Mumba Temple's a big hit. Right, yep. it's an asset that uh, Asa wanted to play, CTM wanted to play, Gigaron wanted to play. Everyone wants to play Mumba Temple. It's just recurring money for assets and like resing ice. Um, so like if we like look back and look, okay, so we've lost, we've lost Jeeves, we've lost Bankers, we've lost Mumba Temple. How the fuck does our CTM deck make money? Um, no, it's bad. It's it's a rough it's rough waters for CTM. Um, I think of all the decks, CTM is going to feel this the most. Because Gagarin's rotated, and Asa can play other Econ cards in the slots because they have access to more campaigns. NEH, I guess, is going to miss it. But again, NEH just has built-in draw and can find more money over the course of the game. Exactly. CTM also loses Mumbad Virtual Tour, which was one of your biggest punishments and threats, and has been like a thing you have to play around in CTM forever. Yep. You can't do that anymore. Like, I don't know what you do in CTM. Um... And then I think the other one is vanilla. So like losing vanilla is kind of a big deal in my view because it was one of the cheapest gear check. It's the cheapest good gear check ice in the game. Um, like there's a time period where PD was playing this as like a one of just because like yep. yeah zero cost and the runs really good. Um, I think so it's also you- worth noting that the existence of vanilla and uh, like a- as as a barrier that rounds out the cheapest available gear check suite. So, like, you play Enigmas, Vanillas, and, like, um, uh, uh, oh, what's the rig shooter one? What's the Sentry? It's an HB one influence. Yeah, it just wasn't coming out of my mouth. Um, yeah, so, like, you play some combination of those ice and a, a few other uh, gear checks, but basically everything says end the run and is as cheap as possible. Um, and without the existence of Amakua, um, uh, runners actually have a very difficult time interacting with your rush plan. Um, uh, but with Vanilla Gone, I think it's conceivable that we're, uh, you know, we're going to see Nisei looking at um, Amakua ban more seriously. 
Yeah, I think Amaku, like when we talk about winners and losers at the end, I think Amaku is going to be a big winner. Yeah. Um. Okay, let's do the Renner side for Mumbad. Um, wait, wait, wait. We we forgot to mention the shuffling is my win condition. Oh, Museum I of mean, History was that banned or a, not? We can have a we can have a moment of silence. Yes, yeah, Museum banned? of History has been banned forever, okay. but now it's permanently banned. It's going to the place where all bad corp cards go eventually. That's fine. I I I like. I recognize it's bad for people, but I I really do miss that card. I just have so many like formative memories of playing Netrunner. Like it's like one of those things where it's just like I know it's like I'm I'm. I have a, I'm in law school. I understand like ethics and like professionalism and all this shit. But it's just like <laughs> there was just a period of time where I was playing and I was so happy playing Neverwinter and I was playing Museum of History all the time and it was so good. Like I'd show up to my local with Museum of History. My opponent would sigh. And I'd be like, I just gotta shuffle, dude. I remember practicing. I remember going to Worlds and in the car ride to Worlds, practicing shuffling in the backseat. It's just I just think it's such a missed opportunity that in a set that has a card called Pad Factory. They didn't choose to call it Sad Factory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we gotta get the we gotta get the Nisei Law heads on that one. Um, <laughs> fucking Christ. Okay, Renaissance. Let's talk about Criminal. Um, Criminal loses a lot of the key cards for what I'm gonna call a weird deck, or like sort of like a, a not just reg crim. So they lose Tech Trader and Spy Camera. Tech Trader, Spy Camera less so, but Tech Trader is basically like the fundamental econ engine um, for a um, all of the like trash card synergy deck. Uh, sorry, trash can symbol cards in Criminal. So that deck originally Geist in... and now out of Az. Yeah, and like I would say, out of Geist, it was one of the best decks in the game. Yes, maybe maybe the best. Um, out of um, out of as, I think it's like a solid like tier two point five runner, maybe tier two runner. I think it's a little underexplored, um, but it's yeah, it's it's, it's, a, it's, it's solid. A fun take. It's a fun take on a prison runner, as opposed to a very very boring take on a prison runner. Yeah, I think it's just sort of like um, um it's just sort of losing tech trader is like all these cards are sort of recontextualized as like they're just not as good. <laughs> they're just yeah, um, like, they're just unplayable now. Boomerang is still very good, but you weren't playing Boomerang because of the trash can synergy. You're playing because it's a really good card. But right. like, I think it's hard, for example, to find like a place for master, um, for masterwork. Hard to find a place for Kulu. Um, I think I, some people will still be able to do some things with Kulu, but it's tough, man. Like, what are you in? Like, I think not getting the rebate is rough. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You like Q -loop, loses... Sorry, what I was gonna what I was gonna say is just like Q loop draws you a specific card from your deck, um uh and like gives you information and like it it is just a baseline pretty good card. Um like it's yeah. it's card advantage and card selection, um and it's not very expensive to use. But yeah, I agree with you. It's gonna be really clunky and it's quite possible that there is no home for it. If you're playing a, a reg crim deck, the only significant card you lose here is Polop, isn't it? Which has a pretty adequate replacement with the new cards anyway. Exactly right, yeah. I, think, I guess think black, black file, marginally relevant. <laughs> for like well, one... you can't charge the black file anymore. That's disappointing. 
for prison um, decks. Another prison card gets rotated. I think yeah. that um, there's some joke in here about how they like they printed Jailbreak in the last set, but they really should have printed Jailbreak in this set. Um, <laughs> I think uh, if you're a Reg Crim player, like if you're just like I want to play like Sable, like Reg Crim, I just want to play like Steve Reg Crim. You don't care about this rotation for criminal yeah. cards. I think you care about rotation because turning will rotates, and we'll get to that when we get to neutrals. But um, I think for like the crim cards, you're like, I don't really care. You have mongoose rotates. We we're we're Bagulta gang rise up. You've got a fucking handgun. Just pop a cap. Like it's fine. Yeah, um, none of this stuff matters. Okay, uh, let's talk about Anarch. So Anarch loses. Anarch is in a similar spot where I feel like they just lose a bunch of weird stuff. So Salset Slums has been a tech card that's been played in a bunch of different decks historically. It wasn't played for a while recently, but Big Max was it, it was played in Big Max. Um Bagat is another like weird disruption tech card. Um Fear the Masses is like a tier four combo deck. Yeah. Street Magic uh, has been a tier four tech card. Street Magic, yeah. <laughs> Laura's gonna be disappointed. Yeah, I um, just EMP device as a as a DDoS replacement um, was never really did anything, but like you know, it was flavorful. It's a bomb. Political greed. Another graffiti. another bomb no longer in the meta. Run a, a bomb. Is a bomb. Wait, what? Does the bomb some type? Yeah, EMP device yeah. is a, a bomb. I think That's... run a mock is like maybe slightly more relevant. Although I, I never saw it in any great decks, oh, but. It's a sabotage event, and it's oh, you could have played in the sabotage deck for theme. The theme, yes. They took True. it. Yeah, they, they don't want it confusing people, so it's probably. <laughs> just, we're, we're like like currents. We're just rotating all sabotage cards are now now banned, <laughs> so that people are very clear about what sabotage. Is. And then um, fear them asses. It's not. Good. Yeah, there's not much here, is there? Not really nope, much no. here that anyone like slums, but. Yeah. Cool, so we can move on to the fictional faction in green. Uh, let's talk about Shaper. Shaper, yeah. So Did they lose big, anything? Too big. Out of the I ashes. Think. Out of the oh, ashes, yeah. Oh, because... gosh, yeah. Yeah, because it's like, Out of the Ashes was, in my view, one of the reasons why you were in um, Shaper to play APOC. Because or, you just play three or even to play Deep Dive. I'd rather be splashing it out of faction now than, than playing it in faction. Oh, I didn't think about Deep Dive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just play Deep Dive. That's, that's, you're, you're right. It's better in Deep Dive. Um, yeah, you you would play this card more now than I think you have historically. It was played in the last meta just because of um, uh, Apoc, but yeah, I think it's a big hit. The Out of the Ashes is just a really powerful card. It's just extra clicks, right? On a turn you need it. Um, yeah. The other big hit, I think, is Artist Colony. Has yeah, it been as good since fans? Uh, yeah, you're right. It's not as good as it's not as big as Out of the Ashes. I think it's just worth noting that it's a tech card that's not in the game anymore. There's yeah, no exactly. way for the runner. There's no way for the runner to forfeit agendas. And then Jasminder, the ID that got developed into the dirt so that CTM would be good. Oh yeah. Also, like, does 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 Jasminder work with Funhouse yet? Yes. Okay. Uh, so oh. if you don't have a hunting grounds, Funhouse is just a hard end to run. Yeah. Works though. So that that's still kind of broken, isn't it? Oh, uh, that's pouring out for you, girl. I, I had a uh, really funny game though versus uh, versus someone who was on Jasminder 
um, with hunting grounds. And so I thought I was really clever by playing uh, a remote with two fun houses on it. And then <laughs> they hunting ground the first, take the tag from the first one, uh, from the first subroutine, and then uh-huh. go to the second one. And I'm like, huh, what's your plan now? And then they just took the tag because Jess yeah. Minder had already procced. And I felt I just auto conceded. <laughs> it was very uh, funny. Uh, let's talk about neutral um, runner cards. So there's a couple. Of, there's a couple of big ones. Two really big ones. So first corporate is scandal. Corporate <laughs> scandal. Um, rebirth has been a one influence permanent sneak door beta in Anarch forever. Yep. It's been played in. It's been played in every Anarch deck since it was um, released. Um, it's really good in Val Hashiko. Max, it's just good in every fucking Anarch deck, right? Because Omar is such a good pick. And then also you have the flexibility of being like, I'm going to be Quetzal or Ed Kim or whatever. Like, it was just or, such a good idea. Or Freedom. Oh, such a good card. Yeah, Freedom, absolutely. Um, and so it's like, I think with Rebirth being gone, Anarch is in a, a, a rougher spot. Yep. Yeah. I think any Anarch deck has to have and this is gonna sound dumb but it's like it has to have like a way to win the game and it can't just be a pile of value anymore so anarch anarch is in a bit of a funny spot because their ids are are split really strongly between um generic value ids right like max or hoshiko um and then really narrow ids that just completely stuff particular archetypes um so like freedom or uh ed kim um mm-hmm. and uh and rebirth has been the glue that makes the faction just so so strong because you start in a generic uh value id and then you pull out the 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 narrow tech id that wins the matchup automatically yeah, yeah, yeah. and now um, you just have to play fair netrunner I think it's tough. I mean, I think, like, for example, um, if you're an APOC, Anarch, maybe you started Omar. And that's that's not awful. Like, Omar, APOC has been an archetype that's had success before, so it's not, like, out of the question. It's, yeah, exactly. It's just worse than starting in Hashiko and rebirthing in Omar. Sorry, Jeff? Oh, nothing. No, no, no. Um, I... I did not realize my microphone had disconnected midway through, so I had stu- a couple things I want to say about Shaper cards, but at this point, it's irrelevant. Um, oh, but no, it's good. not. Yeah, what else is there to say? I mean, they're a joke. So, <laughs> no, go back to it. No, 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 it's all good. Um, it was basically like Artist Colony has not been a card because Fansite has rotated. I'm personally a little sad. Like Pancha Tantra hasn't been a thing since all of the support cards for it rotated, but it was a deck I enjoyed. Uh, sure, uh, but like that's. That was that's why I was like it's irrelevant, but um, sure. I think also like I, with all the currents banned, like freedom for equality was a current that saw play, but we've mostly skipped currents entirely, so it's not worth talking about them a ton. Um, Ramen Haley um, was sweet. Do you guys yeah. remember that ridiculous pile of cards? Oh, Circus Haley, the 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 Pacoma special. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was that was one of my favorite decks. <laughs> Yeah, um, and then also Ankusa, another prison card, rotates. Yeah. Um, just a few more things on rebirth. Um, yeah. So I think it's like broadly, it's like. I think if you're like in the generic value ID and you can't rebirth, it's like why aren't you just playing Krim? 
Why are you just playing Ray Krim, who has like more efficient cards? Exactly. Um, yeah, you have better and, card draw, better breakers, and, yeah. and better disruption. I think what, well, okay. I think like the reason you might play Anarch is like, oh, you have access to like Stargate plus Hippo, or like you have access to like Chisel Devil Charm, or you have access to Imp, you have access to um, Sabotage, which is just a disruptive keyword. Um, and so I think that any Anarch deck is going to be pretty focused, which I think is a good place for the faction to be, honestly. Um, yeah. And it's just it's just going to change sort of the tenor of like how you build Anarch decks. I don't think you can just throw a bunch. I, I, I don't think you can just play Val. Well, you can't play Val anymore. But you can't just play Hashiko with a pile of good cards and a rebirth and be like, I'm going to win the game. It's just not going to happen anymore. Right. Um, and uh, part of the reason for that is the turning wheel turning. rotates. Yeah. Turning wheel is a big deal. Um, so this has been basically a the run a win con for every value deck for the last two years. Yeah. Um, it's just a way for you to turn runs into act future accesses. Um, it's like inevitability because you can just like bounce off HQR and get counters. Um, it's really good with a criminal game plan of like, I'm a criminal. I'm gonna get single accesses and like, um just like single you to death and then like go for like a turning wheel on R&D and like C3 cards. That's it's really it's good. also good. It's also good with the Anarch game plan of like, I'm going to occasionally poke at centrals, try to lock your remote and then win. Yeah, exactly. And it's also cheap and it's one influence, right? So it's like, it's played everywhere. Yep. Um, it being gone is a big blow. What does that mean for the game? So I think the runner decks all need to have a game plan now. You just can't have this plan of like, I'm going to just do nothing and win. With the exception of, I think Criminal might be able to do that because they have a lot of, they have just like such good value tools that, well, actually, I'm interested in your thoughts on this, Rob. Like, how do, so, like, Turning Wheels rotated. How does, are your Criminal deck, how do you win the game? Because historically, the 4 and 9 thing was like, oh, you like keep them down, you keep them down, you get the Turning Wheel triggers, and then like you like burst out to win the game. But now right. you can't do that. So, if you're a Ray Crim player, how are you winning the game, Rob? Right. So, uh, there are going to be two two main decks, right? There's going to be the the Sable deck um, that's using the console to turn value accesses into extra accesses, um, uh, and then there's going to be like basically Steve Prison, um, where you're completely dedicated to disrupting everything the corp does, trash every asset and upgrade. Um, uh, steal every agenda and make sure that they're so poor that they can't res any of their remote ice. Um, and that's basically your game plan. That might not be viable. Sure. I th what about, um, um, yeah. And in I order to be viable, it, 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 it might need to run cards like Sneak Door Beta, which traditionally it hasn't had room for in the list or in the MU suite, like the program suite. Yeah. Um, I think in terms of, I mean, I think Shaper is fine because Shaper is deep diving and using conduit or like whatever anyway. And I oh, think and I'm Anarch... sorry, deep dive is the win condition of the Sable deck, by the way. I, I forgot to mention. That. Sure, sure. Okay, so we're, we're splashing for deep dive. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Um, and then I think, uh, Anna like is hurt by this, but has access to like Stargate, for example, at the bare minimum, so we can Stargate the core. And that's like not great, but it's something. Uh, Shaper, I think, is fine. I think they were playing Deep Dive or they were conduiting and they weren't splashed. Many Shaper decks weren't playing Turning Wheel anyway. Um, I think Criminals probably hit the hardest by this just because they don't have an infaction replacement. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, and also can't play APOC easily. Yeah, I think Sable is 
better at it, but they don't like the problem. It, it's like an anarchy a pocket, and you can stargate them. In criminal, you have to spend influence on the stargate as well, and you have to find it, which is tough. In criminal, you a them and then leg work them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not good. Um, I think the turning wheel. I think one of the most impactful rotations is going to be the turning wheel. Yeah. yeah. Um, all the runner decks are just going to be more focused, which I think is good for the game, but I think it's also different because it's like. You could sit, like, in, in the old meta, you could just sit down for a set deck, and you kind of know what they're all going to do. They're all going to make some money. They're all going to just, like, try and, like, make you res some centrals and get some value accesses and then turning really to death. And that's, like, 60% of the runner games. And now it's like, okay, you sit down, and they install a fucking boat. Or, you in, they, like, they're going to stargate you to death. Or, like, they're going to hippotrizzle your ice. Or they're going to do whatever. And so I think all the runner decks are going to have to have a more focused game plan. Um... We also lose Akshara Serene, our queen. Um, so that's something to think about too. And Councilman, Councilman, I was actually and Paula rotating at the same time. Yeah, Sports Hopper, which is slightly relevant for some decks. Another yeah, prison I'm... card. <laughs> was it a sunny card? Was it? Or Adam? I like how every every card that Rob doesn't like is just a prison card. It's like every every card he doesn't like, it just gets jailed. It's like a political dissident. It's so good. Guru Davin does a prison card as well. Also true, yeah. but but the but the runners putting themselves in prison. Yeah. True. <laughs> um. So that's 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 one bad. I I want to talk quickly about the the ban list update because I think it's worth talking about just because it's going to impact the meta. I think it's useful for thinking about like what might be good um, in terms of old decks. Because I, I don't know about Providos. I don't know about Ob. Um, I think I have some ideas about Sable. But I, I think that's like a sort of a different Oh, video. hey, Eric. I just learned it's not Ob. It's Ope. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's... I mean, on whose authority? On, like, uh, act, on how it's, it's pronounced. It's <laughs> yeah, those, those aren't O B in the English alphabet, those are whatever those characters are named in the Cyrillic. Uh it's so Ope? Yeah, yeah, because um uh consonants at the ends of words are devoiced in Russian. Do you like the name Ope more than Ob? It's kind of funny actually. Ope <laughs> I'm gonna Ope. use my Ope trigger. <laughs> my Ope trigger. Oh, or come like on. No, no, but I mean more like, oh, there it is. <laughs> That's holy fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway. Um, so let's talk about the ban list update. Um, so the cards that were banned, Sandbeck, uh, I'm just going to pull this up on ac.net. Uh, yeah, I've got a, you can also, I'm sharing it on the Discord call, Eric. Oh, perfect. Also, okay. also NRDB added, I just want to call this out for anyone who doesn't know, if you go to more at the top of uh, Netrunner database, ban lists is is listed, and you can look at all of the historic ban lists as oh, well as the most recent. That's super one. cool. That's yeah, it's awesome. nice. That's, that's really, fantastic. Who, do you know who implemented this? I I don't, but I know that Plural is a person who is very heavily involved in in developing NRDB, so it's quite possible it's them. That's awesome. Um. Yeah, this is this is fantastic. Okay. Cool. Uh, so it's yeah, the bands so, are yeah. Oh, you go ahead, Jeff. Uh, Cyberdeck Sandbox, High Profile Target, Kakago, Shipment from Tenon, and then Personal Evolution and Fairchild Three both came off of the ban list. So, I think one of the things to note about this is no runner cards were banned or unbanned. 
And so I think a lot of the runner changes we're going to look like are going to, a lot of the runner discussion in terms of how does this affect runner play is going to be like what cards are better or worse in light of these cards being taken on and off the ban list. So let's talk about Sandbox first, which I think is a pretty big deal. Sandbox has been dominating Standard. Um, it's played in almost any deck that can reliably score it. It's played in Asa, played in uh, was played in CTM for a while, um, played in like every deck under the sun. It's just a really powerful effect. Um, it also, I think, it's interesting because a lot of um, Corp decks were not playing it because it purged virus counters, but playing it because it made four credits on score, and that you can repeatedly purge and get the money. As a result, I think Amakua was being caught in the crossfire often. Where you would have an Amakua with three or four counters, and then they would, you'd take a turn off, and they would score a cyberdeck sandbox, and you'd be back at square one. And that just can't happen anymore. Which yeah. means it's a but lot easier to keep your Amakua momentum. Especially um, because Amakua decks tended to also be Crim Denial decks. So not only do they reset your Amakua while scoring two points, they also make back the money that they lost from your diversion of funds. Exactly. And they're doing it all for two credits with Seamless Launch. So yeah. I think one of the things is that, so there's that, and also like because Cyberdex McStabby is Jinteki, in the Jinteki faction cost and influence, I think you're just going to see less of it. It's less easy, like you can't just like, oh, I I have a slot left over, I need a tech card, I'll just play Cyberdex. Yeah, like yeah. like Asa lists often were were like Asa and PD both were like eh, I'll include a CVS because it's it Amaku is a roughish matchup. I'm already playing Sandbox. This just becomes a hedge fund that like I have access to and helps me in a, in a tough matchup. And now they have to pay an influence if they right. want to do that same thing. Or or I'm more ice focused. I don't need the upgrade slot. I'll, I'll play a macro pitch. Yeah. yeah, it's worth think, noting there's going to be no macrophage, really, is there, with Sandbox gone? I don't think so. Not. I think it's pretty much unplayable. Um, the next... Uh, so I think, yeah, I think the takeaway is that, like, I think also it's worth examining an all-in virus deck like, with not purely consume again. Um, I don't think those decks were always, like, S-tier competitive, but <clears throat> with um, Cyberdex rotating, they're not getting crossed in the... With Sandbox rotating, they're not getting caught in the crossfire. And so I think the it's problem just is worth they were absolutely reliant on the speed of, of the max draw to set up. Um, so without max, I just don't think it's viable. I know so, there was Trash Panda at Worlds two years ago. And, yeah, no, this, but, it's yeah. been played in Freedom on and off as like a tier two deck. Um, let's talk about high profile target. Uh, so I think card. it's a big deal. It makes... Um, it essentially makes every kill deck in the game worse. I think specifically in Wayland, you will see you weren't seeing HPT often splashed out of faction. You're mostly seeing uh, Boom splashed, and so I think it's not going to change for those decks because you're just going to keep playing Boom. But I think decks like Outfit have to play Boom now, which I think makes the kill plan shakier, just straight up. I also right. think the takeaway is that now decks like Counter Surveillance Zaya don't have to live in fear of HPT. Because I think what we're stopping taking Anarch is like, okay, you can get the seven hand size, or you can just like play like dummy box plus mercs and not die to boom. But the old plan against boom for, for Tagney Grim was denial. Um, because they have to be on four. Well, they have to start their turn on three and have the boom in hand, or start their turn on five and have the consulting in hand. Uh, or no, sorry, start the turn on six with the consulting in hand. Um, and that's just not an option anymore. 
Yeah, you also have Obelisk, right? So you can just get the extra hand size from Obelisk and um, survive the boom that way. Like, there's, I think there's a... a Take Me Crim yeah, was a doing... a lot of counterplay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Take Me Crim was doing well sort of like a year ago in the summer, and it sort of fell off. Um, and mostly, I think, because of the rise of Gigaren and just HPT being everywhere. It's, like, tough. Yeah. But credit credit um, HPT has been such a miserable play pattern for so many runner decks. Yeah, I think the takeaway from HPT is like the kill decks get a bit worse and tag me gets a lot better. Um, let's talk about the next three as a set. So Kakugo was banned, Shipment from Tenon was banned, and Joteki Personal Evolution was banned. Unbanned. So this is kind of a reversion almost of the changes that were made um, just before the World Championship. Yeah. Where basically the <clears throat> justification was given at the time was like, listen, Jotaki's uh, not good. Um, we want to like just try some stuff out and see if we unban these cards. Can like these get played in like a tempo way? Can these just like can these get played in a value deck? Like you know, can Kaku get Kaku go get just played in like um, Palana? Can we maybe open basically, up some like, fast advanced deck? The, the theory is Kakugo on centrals is. NPE, right? Uh, um, whereas Kakugo on a remote is an interesting tempo game. Yeah. And so uh, I think the answer to the, like, <clears throat> I think the results of the experiment, like, I don't know what the SPT was thinking in terms of how they thought it went. From my view as a player, I think it was sort of like it didn't work. And fine. Because I think at the time they were like, these are going to be experimental changes. Um, it turned out that, like, the way, best way to play the Kakugo in the Shipment from Tenon was in a Grinder deck. And, like, you saw that with Sokka, um, Sokka 234's deck he won at US Nationals, was a Grinder deck that would not have existed if not for Shipment from Tenon and Kakugo. And as a result, there's been a decision to unban Personal Evolution and ban the other cards. So now P is going to be back in the field. What does that do? It's unclear to me. I don't want to speculate too much because we don't know the Juteki cards. And so it could be that there's like a lot of synergy with P, there's no synergy with P. I think the Jinteki question is a big question mark, and we have to see what the what the cards do in um, Midnight Sun. Making unstealable avocados is the grinder win condition. So the question is just can, can you do that? Can can the corp deal forty points of net damage? You know, minus the number of cards the runner has to play to interact. Um, before two avocados get stolen. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And then lastly, uh, Fish Out 3 is unbanned. Uh, this was banned... God, I don't even remember. I think it was banned because there was a... Um, PD was just very good. Yeah, um, pretty much. And I think now there's this view that with Sandbox banned, um, and uh, PD's going to be a little bit worse. And, and PD does get hit by rotation a little bit, because, like, Advanced Assembly Lines was actually a pretty key economy card in that list that was, like, actually pretty hard to replace. Yeah, so it's losing two key economy cards, one of which had a unique effect. Well, both of which did, right? Nothing yeah. else does what, what Cyberdex Sandbox did, and nothing else does what uh, AAL did. Yeah, and so where's Fairchild 3 going to see play? I think the two big winners of this one are PD and Acer. Um, I think you're probably cutting an Ansel and putting a Fairchild 3 in. Like, I think Ansel and... I don't think you can play a deck that plays Ansel and Fairchild 3, straight up. I don't think you have the money for it. Um, I think you can probably... I think Fetch 3 in Asa is better than Ansel. In you, PD, could probably play, you could probably play one of each. 
but I don't think yeah. you have slots for like two of each. I think you might in the end play two Fatal threes just because that face check is so good. Yep. Um, um, but I, I also think that like if there is a Jinteki Glacier, say out of uh, RH, um, it's possible it wants to splash uh, Fairchild 3. Or if Ag Infusion is somehow playable. Ag Infusion's more likely, I think, because it's got more influence and it doesn't need border control in the same way that other yeah. IDs do. So yeah, could see a little bit out of faction. But I think Acer is probably the big winner of it just because i don't think pd is necessarily going to be that good in this new turtle meta okay so the seamless is... seamless launch is still just so good and recurring it to hand mm. i think the pd is still going to be a, a deck to reckon with so let's talk about winners and losers um because now we've sort of gone through all the factions and we've gone through the balance update so like does anyone have any decks that they like are thinking about um maybe thinking about playing before, like old decks that they are thinking about playing again because they've gotten better positionally or decks that they used to play that like they aren't going to play now because they think it's gotten worse. So, yeah. I mean, I so the Asmari list that I've been playing for the last couple of weeks uh, now just doesn't exist. And I'm pretty sad about that because it was, it's a play style that I really enjoy and I hadn't been having a lot of fun with Corp uh, in this last meta until I found that list and oh, well, goodbye. I think Big Max basically doesn't exist anymore. It sounds well, obvious. Max doesn't. Yeah. Max doesn't exist, but I also but. think it's just sort of like, I think there might be this knee jerk of like, what if we just play sixty cards into Shiko? Hashiko draws a card. No. Um, it's not good. It's not going to be good. You don't have Rebirth anymore. Um, I think broadly any sort of value focused. Um, I think value focused decks are going to get worse overall because the Corp decks have like actual win conditions now, but. I think more specifically, like, value-focused Anarch, I think, is going to get a lot worse. Especially with Rebirth gone and Turning Wheel gone. And so I think if you're playing Anarch, you have to be like, I'm playing Anarch for a specific reason, because I want to, like, I'm going to win this way. I'm going to sabotage. I'm going to Stargate. I'm going to do whatever. Yeah, I think the new Anarch ID is going to be the default Anarch ID for a while. Until the yeah. meta settles a bit. I, I don't because think it's the most they're... proactive. I don't think they're quite as bad as all that because I think you can use Turtle a lot more and you can get around your breakers being bad by just forcing the corp to ice up a lot and purge. I mean, you need to make them care about archives, right? Because you don't have rebirth and Turtle is like the obvious way to do that. Why not and be then... a criminal? Why not be a criminal? Good question. Probably Hippo is the best reason. Sure. Um... But you might be right. It might just be better done by Crim. That remains to be seen. But well, because Krim doesn't have a win condition right now, you have to splash for either deep dive or Stargate. Mm. I was and just, yeah, it's I not was, Stargate. I think my if I think that's a deck that I'm going to really focus on is um, Reg Freedom. So yeah, one of the decks historically that's been good like two years ago was Freedom. You just play like Turtle Amakua and like Yusuf, and you just like get accesses in Stargate. You don't have Turning Will anymore, which I think is tough. So I think you have to play Stargate. Maybe you're playing Docklands Pass or something. But I don't I th think you're playing Stargate out of freedom just because you, you really want to be playing Yusuf. Sure. I think you could play Con you could splash for Conduit. I think it's not I think it's not incredible, but I think it's not insane. And so w when you say reg freedom, I think of crowdfunding freedom from just after Magnum play. Opus. Yeah, obviously that's banned. But that was the key card in that deck, inject and crowdfunding. Um 
So yeah. I, I'll be surprised if freedom is fast enough, but the idea ability is amazing. Um, Built-in disruption strongest... and pseudo multi-access. It's the strongest NFID um, in a vacuum, I think. Yeah, and, I agree. And so I just think that like Amakua, Amakua Sucker is, uh, Leech is just such a powerful combo and it's yep. better and it was it fuels that deck and so i think it's just worth examining freedom again it's like can we make it work is there a breaker suite maybe it's like oh is there a win condition like just figure something out um i also think for me um an archetype that uh i want to play again oh what's what was i gonna say holy fuck oh an archetype i want to play again is asa i want to play asa again so i think Big deal is a, is actually a good way for Asa to close the game because I think as Asa you can get the four pretty fast and then you just stall. Because Eric, isn't 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 Mad a really good win condition for Asa? I mean, I guess you have to splash your 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 boom or whatever too, so it becomes a lot of influence. But Asa's really good at playing and resing lots of cards. I so the thing about Mad, I'm like. I don't know how Mad Dex won the game. Um, this is gonna sound really dumb, but it's just like, is the plan with Mad you just get this, you get to like six res and then you just like trash six res cards and give them six tags? Yeah, right or eight, really? Eight. Well, no, six because then if they clear four, they're on two and you kill them. Right, but misdirection exists and and Citadel still exists. So I think sure, like against like, against Shaper, you're going for like twelve tags if you can. But that twelve, um, res, which out twelve of, res cards is a lot of fucking res. Oh cards. no no no, yeah. it's absurd. I'm not saying like against Shaper, you may just not have a game plan. You might score out. I mean, <clears> I think <throat> maybe the plan of the ace is like you have the Mad Boom as like a secondary win con. You flexible, you just like playing right, Eli. which is Mad wound up at four influence, right? Yeah, yeah. So you just got a seven influence two card kill combo that's, in, that's in your efficient scoring deck yeah exactly yeah, that's fragile. boom is trashable yeah and I like you, you don't get to splash good cards like border or void or whatever else you were you splashing can't in the remotes yeah exactly i i think the thing about ace is just like i look at big deal big deal costs 17 dollars. yep what how do we make that much money i think the answer is fully operational yeah. Um, yep. I think... up good, good econ assets that are forward tempo, like Marilyn and uh, and uh, Nico. I think there might be a chance you play Refuge campaign, and you just like turtle up and just like because Refuge campaign is wow. like I think it's possible. I think it's okay. That sounds so slow. We've I... tried a couple of games with yeah. it, and I think it's. I mean, you you just leave it there, right? You're not really turtling up. You just sort of install it behind Gatekeeper and just say you don't want to deal with this. Yeah, and I've actually made money we, we, I've only played like what th we've only played three games, and it's like yeah, it making having the runner say, "Oh, I have to go and trash a four cost asset behind a piece of ice." Is is a, it can be kind of brutal. It's it's, it's, it's a relevant but, card, I think. Yeah, but but that's been the game for a long time. Like ice your Mumba temples or ice your Jeeves, you know, like. Runners yeah. have runners know how to runners are built to do things like get past one piece of ice and trash a four or five cost asset. Like if, if if you come across a runner that doesn't have a game plan for that situation, then you've come across a bad runner. I think certain I think Krim I think Krim is the best at dealing with those problems, Rob, compared to Shaper. And and Krim loses the most. That's a fair point. 
I'm no, no, I'm not saying, no, 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 no. I'm not saying, no, no, no. I'm not, I, I think you're right, which is that like good running backs can contest these things. I think criminal, I think like of the three, you're going to play against all three factions. It's like that, maybe the refuge, refuge campaigns are the worst against criminal. I think that's true. But I think right. they have a better against Anarch and Shaper. Like I think Anarch and Shaper has a hard, like, Right, but Shaper, Shaper still has access to clot, right, which stops your big deal. Um, uh, so, so then you need to be splashing for the for the new CVS. Um, my version, my version of, I guess the boat. The question is, how good is the boat? My version of um, Asa is running like border controls or something, or maybe you splash Anonic Void, and like you have this like, I I don't think big deal is the win condition. I think it's just the way you you can close the game. Right. And then, and then Anarch, um, well, the new ID is built in hand disruption. Um, and then it, like freedom is HQ disruption. Um, sure. And Ace is bad then? I, I'm not saying Ace is bad. I'm saying that like it's, that your four cost, that your four cost four trash um, asset sure. behind one piece of ice is not the win condition that you're painting it as. It's for or, or, or not the it's, not the path to a win that you're that it's, you're. It's four virus counters out of freedom. That's that compared to two for pad camping. No, 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 no. But freedom is just going. <laughs> freedom's going to trash your big deal because you have a higher HQ agenda density. You, so you, you think they're going to spend seventeen virus counters? No, they're going <laughs> to spend three credits. <laughs> I, I know. And then they're uh, going to spend zero virus counters to trash your archive memories. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, hitting that archive uh, memories is, is going to be a pain, but... Jeff, are there any old archetypes that you're like, I want to try this out? Uh, I mean, I don't think I'll be able to stop myself from trying to play Shaper, even though I don't know that Charge Shaper is like the type of Shaper I've enjoyed the most. Like, it, Charge Shaper seems kind of like I'm just going to build up on, like, I'm going to build up a bunch of boat counters and play some really efficient breakers, and if you haven't won then I, I just always get to access cards. Um, like, I think my favorite shaper is more toolboxy. Um, sure. So I do think I, I want to... Sorry, go ahead. I, I do want to look at... Like, Freedom, I think, is a, an archetype I'm really excited to try and explore a bit, even though I don't know that he actually gets much of anything. It more might just be that... Like, I think Freedom was okay, but, like, just had, like, a 20% PD matchup. Which just meant he was unplayable, and I'm sort of hoping that P between PD losing some key cards, like I think I'm optimistic that like between Shaper and Criminal that like they've gotten enough compelling stuff that PD falls down enough that now I can start to look at the at the Freedom kind of uh, you know crowdfunding list crowdfunding style. I I. I sort of suspect that news decks are are going to be a little bit of a winner here because a lot of the a lot of the proactive runner game plans encourage like early aggression, um, and so that that may just be like that you know on day one of the format you're going to gotcha a lot of people, but it doesn't have legs because once good players learn how to play around it, um, they're going to adjust their their runner game plan for it. But I don't know. I'm not sure what you're newsing out of. Maybe like maybe you're just in six agenda as Mari, but with a hard hitting boom package. I think 
Okay, so this a, I think the million dollar question is how much worse is PE? Yeah, I think a I lot think, of the next... I think a fair bit worse, but there are differing views on it. I just think you're not going to get the blazingly fast wins that you did before if you're up against turtle rigs every time. You're going to have you to slow down. Lose sandbox. Yeah, you're going to have to slow down, purge, do all the stuff you don't want to do when you're PD. And I, I, I like, I'm sure it'll be viable in some form, but I just. I'm pretty down on it. It's it's not one of the first things I want to try. I think Acer will probably be a better. I think the archetype you described has got legs in Acer, and yeah, I just don't know about PD. I also think one of the corp decks I think is worth investigating is some sort of glacier egg infusion, because like as I think one of the problems egg infusion has is it can like really get outvalued, but it's actually really good at stopping like specific game plans. Because you have Nisei counting, you have the egg infusion ability, you have taxing spiky ice, you do incidental net damage, you probably play oboe, so they have to lose cards to steal it, which is going to lose the deep dives. So I think if you play against Krim, for example, and you like res an enemy and hit the deep dives out of their hand, mm. like, that's really good. I, um, my experience I, is that egg infusion destroying their own board state in order to stop some. Uh, like high impact runner event tends to be a good trade off for the runner, yeah. but you don't have turning wheel anymore. Like that, like I just think the difference is like it, historically, I agree with you, Rob. It's like oh, they like do some event on HQ, but they, they and then they just turning wheel you to death. But they can't just turning wheel you to death anymore. All they can do is get singles on you, and singles are good. I just don't think it's as bad anymore. Like having open centrals as a confusion, like when you like to stop a Chachushka or stop a deep dive, I think is less bad than it was historically. Yeah, and uh, you just need to sort out the money, I guess, in Agate Fusion, don't you? But you also, Eric, also Eric, you're not you're not using the Agate Fusion to stuff the deep dive. You're guessing, like basically, you're you're wondering is the runner bluffing? Is this third run, you know, like because you've got to stuff the important run, not the last click, not the click three run archives run, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I just think that like it's worth invest. I think egg infusions on my like it's worth investigating this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I don't mean to sound like a total doomer. No, no, no. It's just discourse. It's just I guess I should say thanks everyone for. Yeah, I, I can do the outro in I guess on my own, but thanks everyone for swinging by. It was great to have, uh, everyone talk about rotation and like. Obviously, when you're we're just talking about rotation, not all the new cards. Like it's gonna feel like we're losing everything, and I think we get some new fun new toys, but that'll have to be a, a whole separate video. Uh, yeah, yeah exactly. I'm excited for Midnight. Sun. Like I'm really excited for Midnight Sun. I hope I don't. I'm not like I'm definitely not like down on the set because we're losing cards. I just think it's important to like like we're all competitive players, and so I think it's important when set rotation happens to like have a critical eye and be like, oh, what's good, what's bad. I think this is a really large meta shakeup, and yeah and, um, and we're looking mostly at things that people are losing but also there are the positives and i tried to call it out every time i saw a prison card that's getting rotated so <laughs> which was every run card you didn't like yeah i think that like the view is i think another video you could do jeff is like oh new card new new decks that come with a set like i I think there's a. Re I think Providos, for example, is one of the strongest core cards in the set, and there will be a really strong Providos deck. I'm not really interested right now talking about that deck because I want to talk about like, oh, what did NBN lose or gain in rotation? Yeah, yeah. No, um, I. Okay, yeah. Thanks for having us on, though. Yeah, thanks everyone for coming on, and um, 
Yeah, thanks everyone, all all of you viewers, though this is basically a podcast episode. Thank you all for listening. Um, and uh, I'm hoping to do a lot of new, a lot of stuff around the release of Midnight Sun, covering all sorts of stuff. So, uh, you know, hang around. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for hanging out, uh, Robin. Patrick. Yeah. Yeah, this has been a good way to unhang over myself. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks, Jeff, for doing the recording.